is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark guards and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're gonna be doing one thing and one thing only, killing Nazis. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell didn't come down from the goddamn Smoky Mountains, cross 5,000 miles of water, find my way through half of Sicily, and jump out of a fucking aeroplane to teach the Nazis lessons in humanity. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a Jew-hating, mass-murdering maniac, and they need to be destroyed. That's why any and every some bitch we find wearing a Nazi uniform, they're gonna die. We will be cruel to the Germans. And through our cruelty, they will know who we are. And they will find the evidence of our cruelty in the disemboweled, dismembered, and disfigured bodies of their brothers we leave behind us. And the German won't be able to help themselves. But imagine the cruelty their brothers endured at our hands, and our boot heels, and the edge of our knives. And the German will be sickened by us. And the German will talk about us. And the German will fear us. And when the German closes their eyes at night, and they're tortured by their subconscious for the evil they have done, it will be with thoughts of us that they are tortured with. Sound good? Yes, sir! Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to another Strange Brew podcast. Hey, what's that? Yeah, what? Listen to this who's coming. You know what it is? What? It's Strange Brew podcast. I gotta, I gotta get that. Uh, the end audio needs a better podcast. Maybe I'll just. When are you it. gonna, when are you gonna add cringy ass bitch to the end of the opening? <laughs> cringy ass bitch. Oh shit. Welcome everybody. Welcome. This is essentially gonna be like the part two to our evil Nazi episode. And we're going to talk about some Nazi hunters. And if you don't know me already, uh, you're about to find out. I'm Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, a.k.a. Um, the Nazi hunter. I don't know. I was going to think of a cool name. I didn't think of one. Um, hmm. The the Hitler basher. <laughs> I don't know. Stupid. Stupid. Billy thinks I stole that from him, but I've been saying that so much longer where Billy's like, you just laugh at something. You say something stupid and you laugh about it. You're like, stupid. So go see that. And I was like, bro, I've been saying that for fucking years. You stole that from me. He's like, did I? And I'm like, yeah, you steal everything from me. You skinny gray alien man. The two are adorable. When's the wedding? I know. I, I told Chelsea about uh, on the... Because uh, uh, when you, everyone will hear this by now, but the Irish uh, Vanishing Triangle episode, I said that we call them old wide eyes. And I was like, I forgot to t- call them that last time we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and who else do I have? Obviously. Oh, you know, it's Anton. 
Reverend Kaiju, what's happening, Tom? So if I, um, you know, I call Billy my hetero life mate. If I call you my homosexual life mate, does that mean that we're gay together? Or does that just mean that you're my best friend that's gay? Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I would say that the, the latter, I would say yeah. it just means you're your best friend that's gay, but I would say that there's definitely room to interpret it as <laughs> yeah, that we're going to go open a bed and breakfast in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. That would actually be fun. That would uh, be so nice, right? <laughs> just owning a tiny little, uh, little spot in a really cozy area. I could have guessed winters it. winters suck in Vermont, though, so a lot of gaming. Yeah, I could have guessed With it. With a Y. Gaming. All right, welcome everybody. So this is gonna be pretty interesting. This is a crazy fucking story. We have both watched. Uh, you watched more docs than I did. I've watched the mm. one, and I watched his his little speech, which we'll get into later. Um, and one thing, when we we'll talk about it slightly later, but I didn't know um, how how much Canada didn't do to try to trace down the Nazis that came here. Yeah, that was um, that was eye opening. How you guys like don't like and I mean we skipping ahead. I don't want to no, get no, ahead of yeah. it, but just a little thing like in the U.S. we have um, we have a, 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 a like a loophole where if you immigrate and you do so under false pretenses, saying like they ask what's your occupation and say uh, for example you are a you know you were a concentration camp guard at like Treblinka or Sobibor or something. You were a death camp guard. And yeah. uh, you say, oh, I was just a woodcutter. I just, you know, I, I chopped down trees into forest. And then they find out that you lied. They can just revoke your citizenship immediately and wow. ship you back off. But you guys don't have that. Once no. you're a citizen of Canada, you cannot be unnaturalized. Yeah. And, you know, Trudeau loves that. Uh, he gets votes from that. But uh, it is kind of crazy that, like, in uh, I, and the, I think it will come down the road. I was telling you, I think that I, I don't know if it's a teacher or, or I, I read it somewhere. I remember hearing about like uh, a Nazi operation that was in Canada years after World War II, and there was like this underground Nazi group, and this one particular dude that was like evil as fuck and like tried to push it in Canada. And I can't remember it. I'm gonna have to look it up. But I remember him being like, "What the fuck?" And then my, and I think it was a teacher that told me like that, like the the same teacher that told me her son um, got autism from the poke poke. <laughs> So she was Indian. I don't know if she knows anything about. Yeah, her. I don't. I don't think he got autism from that. I'm sure there are plenty of other reasons why somebody has autism. So, uh, just just for that, just you know, fucking what's his name proved it. Um, uh, Rob Schneider. There's a whole court case, and they yes, won in court. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if fucking Rob Schneider is your source of information, then uh, Rob Schneider is really anti big pharma, and I kind of I know love Rob it. Schneider is a very anti vax individual, and I also am like it's. Rob fucking Schneider. That's like taking Randy Quaid or Dennis Quaid, whichever one's uncle fucking or cousin Eddie. It's like taking him seriously with all of his crazy shit. Man, Randy Quaid was a genius. Randy Quaid's up in your neck of the woods right now. He's hiding out. Mm -hmm. um, so Simon Wiesenthal's story started like so many others. A Jewish man and his family were herded like cattle into forced labor camps and did their best to survive the war. And because of this episode, I do have a tall glass of whiskey because I have to drive in a little bit. Otherwise, I'd be drinking. I had a really hard time with the documentaries earlier. I was already having an off day and yeah. it just started. It started cracking the seal really hard. And I was just like, it's dude, this shit's fucking awful. It's, it's horrible to, yeah. to get into it and to read about it. And Simon Simon Wiesenthal or Wiesenthal, however you pronounce his name, did yeah. like some outstanding humanitarian work, and the man was a fucking hero. And hundred you know, percent, I just 
100%. And Fuck it, you if you think this didn't happen. That's no. all I'm saying. You're a fucking asshole and a yeah. scumbag human being. 100%. If you think... Uh, <laughs> if there, there's those crazy fucking people that go into dark, deep holes, and the fact that if you... If for some reason you think that the Holocaust didn't happen or that somehow the Nazis were a good guy, take your fucking head out of your ass because you are no, delusional. Pull it, pull it firmly out of your ass and either fucking stick it in an oven or, you know, just screw it back on the right way because we don't need people that think that way. Yeah. I'll do what I'll do what to you what uh, the Nazis did to the Jews, so <laughs> I'll put you in a fucking. Well, according can. to those people, they didn't do anything. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. so, uh, so it's crazy. This this story is absolutely fucking nuts, and there is some others like him, but this guy above all is like. He went out of his way to make sure that these people were fucking held accountable. And there needs to be more people like him in today's world, especially when it comes to government officials that get away with everything. Like, to me, things that are horrible, not equally as horrible as Nazism. Obviously. But but still, like, come on. We need to start holding people accountable that do horrible things to people and that even, like, people in power, they implement these things that hurt people and their lives and how they live. Especially people in power, because people that aren't in power that do these horrible things are oftentimes held yes. accountable for their stuff. But people yeah. in power, unfortunately, have a lot of protection and they have a lot of money to, you know, avoid basically just becoming a part of the legal system. They, yeah. they have the money to, to pay lawyers that will get them off on technicalities. And it's just people, people who engage in human rights violations need to be held accountable Period. Yeah, and the that's, thing is... That's, that's all there is to it. I don't care yeah. what side you're on, what country you're from, what political spectrum you're on. If you commit atrocities against the human race, you need to be held accountable. And I know people, you know, don't always uh, like me constantly mentioning my shitty prime minister. But the thing is, if I did half the things he did, I would be in jail, at least for a couple years. So, because there's scandals and scandals that they've been proven, and it's just like, these people in power especially, and that's why in Anton's going to start getting into some how Howard Zinn, but like Howard Zinn constantly talks about that. It's like he's like once the government doesn't do their duty, like their structure to do, because it's an entity that was just invented to help structure society and do what was best for fellow human beings and the citizens of a country. Once they stop yeah. doing that, and it's about priority is power and power consolidated, all that stuff. That's when we stand, like draw the line and say no, no more of this shit. We need to rise up and say and hold the people accountable, which I think we it hasn't been done and needs to be done. No. No, we, we haven't. We, we don't have the ability to because they hold the, they hold the fucking cards, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not as though we can call the military and be like, yo, you know, that person's been fucking stealing money out of the coffers of, of you know, fucking this entire society. And there's, you know, homeless and there's this and that. Yeah. And there's other things that this money can go to. But this fat cat motherfucker is lining his pockets with it and letting everything else around him go to shit. And that's oh, taxpayer money. Like, you know, that's that's it's but. That's that's a topic for a whole yeah. other day. Let's get into it's, it's, get it's into very this. true. So, um, but Simon Weisenthal's story would not end like many others. Uh, Simon had survived not a single but five different labor camps. He suffered through a death march, which right the death march is what when they like they all march and they. The- like, it's a forced it's a forced march. So that's basically yeah. what the Trail of Tears was in America as well. As it you basically just round up a whole bunch of people, you don't give them supplies, and yeah. you fucking march them Make until them they either drop dead, they drop and then you kill them, or they, you know, make it to wherever you're going and then they kill you there. Such a fucking horrible thing. And yeah. this is uh this is Simon. I would say, yeah, show that show that fucking glorious bastard's face. Yeah, he and he's a stern motherfucker. 
Uh, I think um, him and some other um, some other Nazi hunters, but I feel like him especially might have been the inspiration for the character uh, Abraham Zatrakian in um, The Strain. Uh, he also was um, somebody played him. Um, oh man, who was it? Somebody played him in a movie, or at least they they did his character based on Simon Weisenthal. Yeah, or Wiesenthal. I heard a documentary say Weisenthal, Wiesenthal. Uh, I've heard. I think if it's German, it would be Weisenthal. Weisenthal. But, I mean, yeah, yeah Weisenthal. He, yeah. Please. So within uh, within weeks of his final uh, camp's liberation. Uh, Simon created a list of Nazis who, in his opinion, had somehow fled or gotten away and volunteered to search for them him fucking self because yes. this guy is a fucking G. Not only did he survive the Nazis, but he spent his entire life hunting him. The rest of his life, he spent, well, his entire life, but the rest of his life after this, he spent hunting for the Nazis. And he, he uh, explicitly would constantly say things like, you know, it's not about vengeance, it's about justice. Yes. And, and yeah, and Batman learned that, man. Batman If it was about that. vengeance, he would have probably just been going around and, you know, doing uh, doing early Mossad work and just, you know, yeah. smoking people. Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, and I would like to do an episode about Mossad eventually because I find it interesting enough to, to discuss. Um, but have you seen the new Batman yet, man? No, I need to. It, I know. And it's not going to ruin it, but he spent, you know, I, I am vengeance. And then he realizes, obviously, near the end of the movie that this is not the way I need to go about things. It's, yeah, it's it, not justice. It's vengeance. It it's changes different. his perspective. I really loved the movie I did. Um, and it, it showed how, and he did a good job for what it's worth, fucking sparkly boy. But it, it showed how he's like, he started off as like, I'm going to fucking get this for vengeance. Like, no, I can't do that. This is about justice and not just seeking out my vengeance for my dead family. And that's right. how Simon well, kind of had his perspective is like, my, a lot of people died around me, but I'm not doing this because I, I need revenge. I need well, I justice. Mean, they said that he lost, I want to say he lost like 80 plus relatives or something yeah. like that. Like, like they, there, there were stories in some of the documentaries that I was watching about how they would force people to dig their own graves, and they would be Fucking digging on crazy. top. They would be digging on top of bodies that were already there, and they were saying how sometimes people would they would dig with their hands because they wouldn't give them tools because they're not going to give you a weapon to go back up against anybody with. No. And every now and again, you'd just be digging with your hands, and you'd be like, "Oh, there's my cousin. Sweet." So fucked up, and yeah, Dude, decaying it's, corpse. It's it's very, we're gonna get some disturbing stuff on this episode. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of content warning for this episode. Yeah, we're this is a triple X episode. Shit. I was laughing because you know we're starting to we're getting some promotions and stuff like episodes are sending us, um, or podcasts are sending us. Um, trailers to play and stuff like that and they're giving us a little bit of shit or are we doing swap cast so they can you know get our show out there their show out there so to speak and one of the trailers that you'll hear on the civil war episode i think um i think it's a civil war one that we did and they're like uh, um parental advisory uh there may contain some swear words or like that we swear and i'm like our trailer literally has billy saying fuck like three times I mean, at least you know what you're getting. Yeah, we, we're definitely <laughs> never. We've never been G-rated or what is it? TV 14 yeah. and your neck of the woods. No, and uh, we're definitely gonna be redoing a trailer and redoing the intro with me, Billy, and Anton as a cohesive unit. So it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of stuff in the works. Trust me, people. This is. We're gonna be. We're gonna be glued together at the penis. Yes, <laughs> Billy's uncut, so I'm gonna have to. He'll be fucking stretching his skin. <laughs> oh, lucky. I don't want that. 
No, I don't want the schnozzle. I'm just saying it would be nice to not have to put glue on the head. I don't have a foreskin to do that. The best I can hope for is a little bit of, you know, bottom skin. And like I said, this will lead up in not not a laughing matter, but this will lead up to like Joseph Mengele and the Nazi experiments and stuff like that. It's this and we're going to this is we're. Nazis, like I said, will not be the first, not be the last time we talk about this shit. So indeed, he has been credited for the captures of the architect of the final solution, Adolf Eichmann. He is fucking fucking crazy. And officers, the officer who arrested Anne Frank. There's some weird conspiracies. That's a fucked up story. Yeah, so there is, but um, the one documentary that I I listened to, um, which was the uh, how they managed to keep everything quiet. Yeah. Talks about that, and they talk about how uh, I can't remember what relative of hers. Uh, basically, they they brought him over, and he explicitly said he's like, no, the guy that arrested her wasn't doing it out of malice. He was doing it because it was his duty. He and he's like, I don't want to prosecute him. It's like I don't think that it, he did it maliciously. He's like, but I don't ever want to see that man's face again. And it's huh. like, uh, you, you, mm, I get. Maybe that person reached a point in their life where they're like, forgiveness is the only way I'm going to find peace. Yeah. And I respect that. But, I mean, in my opinion, all Nazis should be fucking killed. So. Well, and it is it is crazy because if you see the footage, right, of, um, like, when the war was ending and the liberation of concentration camps and the soldiers um, essentially being prisoners of war, uh, the Nazis, so to speak, right, you see that there's v- uh, footage of them. Some of them are, like, smiling and shit. Like, and the thing is, right, I, and I have to say... They're smiling because they literally, they survived hell. Yeah, and that's of what I'm saying. Of course they're smiling. Like, I, I there am, are people... Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say that I I do see the side that some of these soldiers believe they were fighting for the right thing because they were brainwashed and conditioned and programmed to think that way. So, and then some of them didn't even like Hitler, didn't want the fucking war, had to fucking fight, even though they didn't maybe have the same views as other people. And then when the war ended, some of them would have been happy because they would have been like, I didn't even want this shit to begin with. I was drafted. That perspective is still You were there. talking the soldiers. I thought you were talking pic- pictures of the concentration Oh, camps. no, not the people in the you, concentration There, there camps. are a couple pictures where you see the, the prisoners and they're smiling. And then yes. there are other pictures where you see the prisoners and they are fucking skeletons. Yeah. They, oh, are, yeah. they are skin on skeletons. And it's like. Yes. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's really disturbing, and there's a lot of you know that they were like bones, flesh and bones. And for the audio listeners, we're, we're and showing again, anyone who thinks that this didn't happen, yeah, kindly stop listening to our fucking show. Yeah, it's it's. We don't crazy. want you as a fan. It there is me- much there's many there's lots of footage of this after they liberated these camps of these people being malnutritioned and they were fucking like literally like skeletons. But yeah, it's what I'm saying is the perspective of a soldier. Some of them believed right they were fighting for the cause, right the cause, they're the right mm-hmm. thing on their side. But there was many soldiers, just as there was on our side, that didn't really want the war to begin with, didn't want it to happen, right. and. And I and I'll never not believe this. I argued with my grandfather when he was still alive many times about this. They in from the David Wilcock book I've been listening to, they funded the war from both sides. Like it, it and I believe that's easily provable. They at least the entity on top, someone that's powerful. They were like, how do we make it like the powerful people? Let's take advantage Ooh. of this war. Who? Like and and it's not fucking the Jewish people, okay? It's not like the Rothschilds. It's like the elites, like the people that were higher up. And the thing is, they they can at least David Wilcox says that he can they can prove without a shadow of doubt that there was factions of both sides that were coming together 
and allowing the war to happen. They didn't like they didn't care about Hitler at the time. All of this time until he started getting some crazy shit going on. Okay, so very true on the most people didn't care about Hitler. Like there was the one prince uh, of the of the uh, English royalty who yeah. was actually a a member of the SS before World War II started, and then it was like, oh, fuck. Yes. Uh, th then there was England's original prime minister who basically just started doing the, well, maybe if we just give Hitler Poland, or if we just give Hitler Czechoslovakia the appeasement, yeah. uh, whose name I can't remember, and I, I feel like I should. Um, and then the other thing, too, that I, I, I learned about in, uh, in some of the docs that I was, I was watching was early in the war, British intelligence, because they had cracked the German code, Yeah knew about the Holocaust. They knew what was happening, and they were like, oh, fuck, we can't... And they say that the reason they didn't let that information out there that they knew is because that would let the Germans know they broke their code. Yeah. and But on yeah. the American side, FDR, the reason he didn't say anything is because anti-Semitism was fucking ripe. It was rampant everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he was like, look, there's a lot of people on my side that aren't going to fight this war if they think we're doing it for the Jewish people. Yeah, yeah, no, and I agree, and and that is is quite true, and at least according to David Wilcox's research, and I've really enjoyed this book, is the whole the whole plan, and if you and this is historically proven that they did remove gold, the Nazis were removing gold, and so was other people, other factions it was all of the military. In That's the reason Switzerland wasn't. Oh, Switzerland too, and they have gold in Switzerland. Side. Yeah. They yeah, still have gold. England was storing their shit there. Germany was storing their yeah. shit there. A bunch of people, and and what's really fucked up the is gold. so much of that gold was confiscated from Jewish families yeah. and stored there. And then yes. after the war, when the families went to go pick it up, they're like, "You got a death certificate." So fuck you, Switzerland. No, no, hundred percent. Switzerland, I believe, still has Nazi gold there. I I fucking highly. Of believe course it. they do. And of the thing, they, but they've. They've melted it down because yeah. you can't have you can't have the swastika stamp on the bouillon. No, you can't have Jewish because teeth there were there, there were either. inspectors and shit that went by and they were like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" And they're yeah. like, "Oh, oh well, and, and that's not Nazi see, gold." And that's according to what and David Wilcox says. He quotes all the sources of where this comes from, and that they the only reason they did this was to consolidate power for the fucking Federal Reserve, and so the Federal Reserve would control all the money flow with any. It's it's it's. It's happened. It's happened. Like to I'm me, gonna I can give see you it. a maybe. I'm gonna give you a maybe on that. And I would say actually no, because the Federal Reserve is strictly American. What you're speaking about is the World Bank. Yes, but they, the Federal Reserve, had ties to this, and like it's a real like everyone like listen to Synchronicity or read it. It's fucking. It is quite interesting. I've really enjoyed this book a lot. So. Um, and so, like, all this stuff is happening, right? Like, there's so many crazy things, and that's why there's so many crazy theories about World War II. And I personally want to eventually go back into World War I and do some really deep diving on certain, maybe, mysteries and strange, more fun, you could say, quotations, topic. World War I is further back, yeah. so we can disconnect from it a little bit yeah. more. But there's also really fucked up shit in oh, World War yes. One, like the mustard gas, yeah. how fucking, like, horribly shell-shocked most of the troops were. Yes. Because it was the Great War. No one had ever fought a war like that before. No, 100%, especially after the Civil War. So that's what we're saying. We're laying down foundation to kind of go back eventually because not a lot of people, everyone talks about World War Two, but there's not so many shows and stuff really dissecting and talking about World War One or mysteries. Like, Bigfoot Dude. maybe shows up. I don't know. Maybe they put a they strap him with a fucking bullet belt and he's like ready to go. <laughs> Dan Carlin's series on World War One is fucking just great. fucking impeccable. I have to listen I to it again. To our listeners, I cannot recommend hardcore history enough if you like it. The so man good. knows his shit. Uh, he says constantly, like, he's the first to admit, you know, and I'll do his voice the best I can where he's yeah. like, I'm not a historian, but I read the best. 
Yeah, and he's this, great. his voice is just like butter, dude. He's so fucking good. I three four years ago I listened to I think his World War Two series. I think I've listened to the, is it the World War One Supernova in the yeah. East, which is like the whole build up to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So good, so good. Honestly, yeah. Um, and we'll never be to that top tier. We are a comedy podcast, at least we try to be. But for certain episodes, right, it's gonna get a little dark. So no, we are we are us. We're not we're not the research giant that is no. Dan Carlin no. that fucking everyone looks up to. Except maybe Ken Burns, but yeah. what do you have that he was born? He was born Simon Weisenthal. Weisenthal was supposed to be born in in Buchensax, uh, Gliesnia, uh, Buchach. 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 Uh and he was. Yeah, by- it's in western Ukraine. Yeah. It's by the Stripa River uh, in Chortkiv. Yeah. Of Temboli Oblast. And he is a Ukrainian, and I'm not going to get into my shit or theories or whatever. Yep, that's about a different Ukrainian. episode. Yes. So. Sh- That'll be a Patreon episode, most likely. Um, but his father worked for a sugar company and died in World War I in 1915. And even looking up stuff like how even I was listening to a, a podcast, uh, shout out, we're hopefully going to connect with them soon, is those conspiracy guys. They're uh, Bob Marley episode and the fact that jamaica was like connected and they're like oh you were picking cotton whatever uh let's get rid of that and let's do sugarcane and sugarcane destroyed everything and it's just like it's not a good crop the sugarcane plantations were a lot of the banana republics that we had set up as well yeah um and the u.s loved setting up banana republics but um i'm not talking about the clothing store either (laughs) that's so crazy Uh, but so i i didn't know the word for it and i feel like an idiot for not knowing but the uh the pogrom yeah. Which is the so yes. my mother's side of the family are all escapees of the pogroms from both from Russia and from Germany. Yes. Um, That's why I didn't Anton know that was right the term to say for what the, the particular. Yeah. What's up? I was like, Anton has a right to say what the fuck he thinks. I I I really like I. It, Far be it for me to have my, my theories about, like, the ancestry shit and everything like that. And it's not a, I think it's this or anything. It's more like, I think maybe they fuck your DNA up and, like, don't, you don't get the results that you're supposed to and no. things get mixed up and stuff have like you that. Have like, with like No, I want to because I want to know, I want to know that side of my family's heritage because I didn't, no one spoke about anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, my when my family went to Canada, they didn't, they weren't Jewish they anymore. They should have stayed like, in Canada. I know. I say that every <laughs> fucking day. We would have been together. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like no, like they they were Jewish in Russia, they were Jewish in Germany, and then when they got to Canada, they're like, nope. Yeah, because like we're not doing that. Look anymore. how we dealt with this some of the shit, honestly, in Canada. It's it's people don't know the real history. Um, so S- Simon married his high school girlfriend, um, um, Sila, I guess. C Y L A Sila. Sila Sila, yeah, whatever. It's a weird name. Uh, when the world when World War II began in Europe in 1939, Simon was 31, based in what is now Ukraine, working as an architect and engineer for the uh, Adasia before he went to uh, Lao, which is now Liv, L V I V, which is weird. It was L W O W Lao mm-hmm. to live. It's just like why'd you change it? It's just like because so it was a new territory. They wanted to make it sound more German and oh less my Russian. God, so stupid. So he, he moved there with his his new wife. At first, it seemed like Simon and his wife might make it through undetected. Like it, it that it did happen for some people, and Simon was uh, able to bribe an official who attempted to deport him from Lao under a, um, a clause that prevented Jewish professionals from living within 62 miles of the city, which shows the anti-Semitic bullshit that they were pushing. 60, it's like, you can't live this far away from it. And 
And they, they, and they, we'll get, I'm sure, one day into like more because they wanted theories. you documented. They wanted yeah. you close. They didn't want you out of yeah. arm's reach. It's one of the same reasons why they were like, yeah, you can't teach Jewish. Like, like when we get into the camps and stuff, like trying to teach a Jewish child was punishable yeah. by death. So even if you were a Nazi. And you're like, oh, I'm going to teach this kid to read. They're like, no, we're going to kill you. Fuck you. Well, isn't it like the the whole basis of war is so interesting to me. I've always I've watched so many war documentaries years ago. And it's just like right that um, we, the Japan was on our side in the first world war, but then they weren't on our side in the second world war. And it's just funny how like over the span of like what? fucking 10 years maybe 15 20 years like what so 19 japan 18, was pissed yeah, off at the access like because ja because japan was at war with china at the time and we embargoed japan because japan was allied with um the axis powers yeah so it once we once america dropped the embargo on japan and was like guess what bitch no more steel for your ships yeah it started hurting them because they were winning the war against china yeah. and then they started losing because they didn't have the raw materials and that is the reason they give for Japan attacking America. Yeah, and if I and was getting yeah, us involved in the shit. I would uh I'm I'm now I would rather be for Japan than China in this point in time in history. Oh, much rather be for Japan now. And their yeah, women absolutely. are um, I love Japan. Very good very good looking. Yeah, Japan's also not run by a fucking emperor anymore. Yeah, I know, last time true. I checked. So, so every, everything's changed. History is fucking fascinating. It always will be to me. Um, and I wish my grandfather was alive to see my progression and how much I was like. And I was like, when I was watching war documentaries, it's back if you listen to older episodes where Billy's making fun of me that it's like, kill, kill, because I was listening to him in bed and my Chelsea's probably thinking I'm a psycho. And the thing is, it made me reconnect to my grandfather after he was dead. And I was like, and I was argued with him, but I'm like, I get why he had the perspective that he did considering his brother fought in the war. So mm -hmm. it's just like, I get into my, like, he went through the depression. It was 11 years old working. So I start to understand like, Hey, this is why you saw it this way. Yeah. So, you can't, you're not going to like tell the person that lived through it something yeah. that they're going to be like, Oh yeah, you're so right. They're going to be like, dude, you don't fucking know you weren't there. And yeah. I'm sure none of them were focused on the politics of any of it. I'm sure they were all no. just like, oh, man, I hope I don't fucking die. See, and that's what I always argued about. He's like, you should join the army, go in the military. I was like, no, they fight fucking proxy wars. And they fight wars that are like that are unjustified. And I would always yeah, argue you're with not, about this. You're not joining the military to go fight the Nazis. No. You're, go, you're joining the military to go make sure that fucking Pepsi can put another <laughs> yeah, plant in fucking Argentina. Fucking so true. So it's crazy. So whoever, however, before long... He was discovered, him and his wife, and were forced to register for a uh, labor camp. So it's like, well, you're Jewish. Fuck you. You're going to... Too bad. Kind of thing. You have to register for this. By 1941, the city of Laos had... It sounds Japanese, kind of. Has been... I might be pronouncing it wrong also. Uh, has been... Laos? I, no, so I think the V's, because it was occupied by the Soviets, I think the V's are because I don't think there's a W in uh, Russian. Oh, weird. So it had, been, it had been turned to a ghetto. Like, it's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, like a concentration camp. It, it was turned into... No, no, a ghetto is not a concentration camp. A ghetto is a relocation. A so you, what you would do is when they occupied territories, when the Nazis would occupy territories, yeah. they would go into a city, they would round up every Jewish person or every gypsy person or every... I know that's not the right term, so don't, yes, don't at me. Um, any, any undesirable, any political prisoners, any, you know... Uh, suspected communists, uh, homosexuals, blah, 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 and relocate them to ghettos. 
Yeah. And then from the ghettos, you would be transferred to the camps. It says precursor to a concentration camp. So yes. essentially yes. that's it was what the it was. Step, it was the stage before the camp yeah. was, was the ghetto. All Jewish residents of surrounding towns and villages were forced into this ghetto of Laos and into labor. Hundreds of Jews were either murdered by Nazi officials or mm-hmm. sympathizers or died from the conditions of these ghettos over the next several years. And this is why... Um, you know, project buildings, stuff like that, um, poor places, and why um, black people adopted the the term ghetto in their in their raps because they were low income housing that the government didn't give a fuck about. Uh, let's put all the black people in this area, and that's literally what happened. And there will be like I want to eventually start getting into that stuff too when we talk about the whole conspiracy behind hip hop and how it was fueled to put blacks and and you know um, indigenous and like essentially like blacks Latinos into jail prisons that were owned by privately owned companies. It, I, it's fucking gangster rap is essentially was a fraud. It's fucking crazy if you actually look into it. Yeah, but those theories also have pretty heavy ties in anti-Semitism as well because it's like the oh the Jewish record label executive. I it's get like, it. Yeah, because NWA. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that it was demonized because it was viewed as promoting yeah. violence when in actuality like it, a lot of it was about just expressing the hardships and expressing their lives yeah. and stuff but one thing we can agree on is that the inner city was absolutely flooded systematically yeah. with cocaine and with crack in order to yeah. destroy the infrastructure Ronald and Reagan that is that. a conspiracy that I'm 100% behind and is that yes the, go- yeah. the government poisoned the fucking neighborhoods and we'll get into it because there is supposed fuck to be- you Reagan I hope you're I know. burning in hell and people all these people on TikTok I posted recently about like everyone's painting Reagan as this good guy and I was like does people forget he's a fucking no, actor Reagan's a fucking scumbag he's an actor and he fucking yeah. flooded the cracker guys that's another topic for another day but I do want to say there was someone that wrote an entire thing, how he's a record exec company, uh, and he was part of the record executives, and he heard them say, push drugs and, and violence in, in hip-hop music, because it used to be about chilling with your friends, if it doesn't like too short, stuff like that, like old school stuff. Well, and hip-hop started Rick. out uh, incredibly anti-drug. Mm-hmm. And it changed. Um, like early, like, like Grandmaster Flash shit was yes. super empowering and being like, yes. don't fall for the bullshit, fucking you know, rise up and shit, and, like, and then it became something else entirely, which was this whole big, like, conflict between old-school hip-hop and new-school rappers, too, is they're just like, no, we're just doing our thing, and they're like, dude, you don't understand the detriment you are causing to your own community. And it wasn't just Jewish people, it was, like, white record executive companies pushing these black artists to talk about, like, violence, to push the violence in the ghettos. It's fucking No, for sure. I mean, yeah, if you you remove the anti-Semitic fucking twist that people attach to it, and it's just a bunch of fat cat white capitalists doing it, yeah, I'm totally it's nuts, that. and I would love. To, I want to do it one day. It'd be a crazy episode. I think me, you, and Billy should cover it because it's yeah. It's in. It's in crazy how deep some of the stuff really does go. So all the Jewish residents of the surrounding towns and villages were forced into these ghettos for labor, and obviously they were murdered or all these condi- the conditions were horrible. And according to Simon's autobiography, he was almost one of them, but he was pardoned at the last minute by an old foreman of his and allowed to return to a camp. He had people during this time that helped him on the other side that I, the research I've done that he kind of had people that were like, like that. I like this guy. Okay. He's not a bad person. He's a smart individual. Let's not kill him. See, and that's why the, I was just following orders line does not apply to, you know, the, the Einsgruppen or any of the SS officers because Mm -hmm. there were people like that dude and like Oscar Schindler that put their lives at, incredible oh, yeah. risk 
just oh, to yeah. be like, I can't, I can't allow this to happen. I have to do something. So in late 1941, Simon Weishaupt uh, and his wife were, were moved to Janowski. Is that how you say it? Jana- Janowski. Janowska. Janowska. Concentration Janowska. camp. And uh, were forced onto repairing rail, like a, a railway crew. Um, mm-hmm. To repair, yeah, to, like, to make sure that the the the, the rail cars that brought uh, the you know that brought the um, the people in were operational, and to make sure that the tracks weren't all fucked up. Yeah, and I would like to talk more about maybe paranormal uh, things to do with World War II because there is like the Nazi ghost train. I think that me and Billy kind of talked about, but there is some mm-hmm. ghosty shit to do with World War One and Two that are like like crazy, like nuts. And and I, you know, I've. I've heard from people that have actually gone there that like the moment you you go to like Auschwitz or anything like that like it's it's fucking haunting like it's I would it's love not, to go I've, just the I, fact of I want to I want to feel how like and it, I will cry the entire time but I want to I, I've been to the Holocaust Remembrance Museum in Washington D.C. and that there's artifacts from the camps in that and there's like an entire room that just replicates what a bunk room looks like in there and even that is just like you can hear a fucking pin drop no it's one's saying anything they're just like looking and being like it's dude it's extremely upsetting and it's it's supposed to be and then there's like uh i think a whole wall of just shoes and, and just and like, that's why i'm always like fuck you to the people that think this shit never existed or happened dude, it's like what is fucking mentally wrong with you that you think that these people didn't go through horrible trauma and it's just like there is the whole conspiracy that all oh, fucking the Nazis were the good guy, but just be—it's just like it's—it's it's the same thing that nobody wants. Is like you're labeling all these people based on one thing, like oh the Rothschilds do horrible things. Yes, it's not because they're fucking Jewish; it's because they're psychopaths. It's fucking mind-boggling to me that the people believe this—the b- other bullshit of anti-Semitism has been around since you know the origin of the Jewish people. It's—it's it's a thing. Like it—it it it exists. It's there. They were an easy scapegoat because they were a people without a homeland. Yeah, and it's the I same agree. reason like the Romani gypsies and everything are were were persecuted. It's because you have a group of people that don't have a specific homeland that you know are are being like you have this aura of mistrust that follows you wherever you go, and then anytime anything goes wrong, people are like, "Oh, I bet you it's them. I bet you it's them. I bet you it's them." Yeah. And it's like, and after a while, you would think that some of them are gonna lash out back because they're like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is, it never stops. No. It never stops, and it's like... No, and it's the fact that it's like, you're so disc... These people that believe in these outlandish conspiracy theories are so far gone. I believe in lizard people, okay, but I'm not stupid <laughs> enough to think that, like, this shit didn't happen because it's definitely provable. So, like, there were two... F- uh, they were actually forced um, to paint swastikas and Nazi propaganda mm-hmm. on stolen railway cars and polished brass and nickel for reuse. So I saw that coming. Uh, Simon Weithal was able to procure false documents for his wife um, and information that about the railway with documents about for his wife to actually escape Janoski and um, Janoska and living out the duration of the war in secret working. She actually, which is nuts. She went undercover and she worked at a German radio factory. So essentially, they, they spread propaganda, but she fucking yep. hid, man. She was able to kind of just, like, blend in. Well, she was probably a, uh, and I mean, I'm speculating here, but she was probably a saboteur as well, because there were a lot of people. Yes, um, and yes, that's the, yes, That's the reason why a lot of German ammunition as well, because it was made by camp prisoners. Yeah. A lot of German ammunition didn't go off. 
because they're like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this shit up. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, I would have done you, the same you know, you thing. Do, and you I do what you can it. when you can, and yeah. it's like, okay, I can sabotage shit. I can make sure that less people die because I'm making sure that this mortar doesn't go off. I would have either escaped or been murdered day one. Like, I would have just like been like, fuck it's, it's this. It's easy for us to sit here and say no, what no, we no. would have done, but it's 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 just a flex. It's nothing. You're, you can't say one way or another, be like, I'd have done this or I'd have done that. Yeah. Realistically, we probably would have been killed day one. Yeah, like, my soul, it does not, like, I'm not about that shit. I'm such no, a and, and, caring and, yeah, person. Yeah, same. I, I, don't, I don't think that I, I could necessarily be the person that's like, I'm just going to bend a knee to this. Like, fuck you that. know. Look at me with my fucking own government. I won't do shit. Yeah. I didn't wear masks because they told me to. I wouldn't be doing this shit. So, like, yeah. fuck, man. It's so crazy. And so, though Simon uh, Weisenthal couldn't escape himself, his uh, contract or his documented uh, contract proved to help inside information as well. So, as he he documented stuff, I guess, as, as he was in the camps and was allowed to kind of help from the inside. And that's what even, like, a moral technique talks about. Fucking great rapper. Talks about how, you know, if you, you can work with inside the system to try to change the system, but eventually you become the system. And he didn't have that happen to him. But that happens mm -hmm. even in today's society. Like, I'm going to take down the government in this way by doing it in with inside of it. And it sometimes never goes that way. You end up becoming yeah. conditioned and part of that system. It's fucked. But at the same time, the only way to bring down a giant like that is to do it from the inside. Yeah. So there are people that are actively working to do that. Trojan horse, but... bro. Like... So true. Yeah. So for con uh, continued information on the railway systems, that's what he was doing. <clears throat> he received better working conditions and cut of his pay actually contracted and received as bribes. So he actually was getting a small amount of payment to be able to bribe certain people. It sounds like, um, which is pretty interesting that he was able to pull this off. Also, through his contract, because they saw him, according to Wright, the doc, right? They're like, he's an architect. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing. And they were like, and uh, I don't think I have it, but how they said that, like, that he was such a good painter, that he could be painting the murals. One of his buddies got him out of being murdered because he was able to um, paint. Paint a fucking picture of Hitler for his birthday. Isn't that fucking Yeah, he was crazy. literally saved at the zero hour because someone called his name and they were like, that one can paint. We need a picture of the Fuhrer for his birthday. I think we'll get to it down uh, down the road, but it's fucking nuts, man. It so, makes me not. It makes me not want to celebrate 420. No, does. and um, and we'll get to it when we get up to him hunting for these people. Uh, but yeah, so uh, like as well through his contract, right? He met with uh, senior inspector uh, Adolf Krosrots. Kloschrotz, who whom he prepared the architecture drawings for Eastern Railways, and uh, Adolf, another Adolf Kloschrotz, uh, was on... Kohlraus? Kohlraus? Yeah, Kohlraus. Kohlraus. I guess, Kohlraus. yeah, it would be Kohlraus. Something like that. Uh, Kohlraus was ultimately saved Simon's life moments, like as we said, before he was executed, by convincing the executioner that Simon was the only man qualified to paint the mural dedicated to Adolf fucking Hitler. <laughs> Fucking nuts. That is beyond crazy. And this guy was probably like, I don't even want to do this, but like, fuck, I got to keep cover. Like, there was, I believe there was people. And you know what? Hitler ruined the name Adolf. 
It's just like, it is crazy if you think about it. Yeah, he ruined the Charlie Chaplin mustache, too. That, too, right? Either, if they, we didn't have this, there's probably tons of motherfucker hipsters that'd be walking around with a fucking Adolf mustache. Well, look at how many of them walked around with a Hitler haircut for the longest time, so. That's true. That's fucking true. Um, after the close call, Simon attempted to flee while on a shopping errand uh, for the railway workers. So he was, the, why I think he, I believe he's able to escape, because he was kind of higher up. He had something Essentially to a, offer. Essentially like a trustee, like you would yeah. have in prison where it's like, we trust that you're going to come back and you're not going to. So they had him under minimal guard and things along those lines. He wasn't deemed a flight like furlough. risk. Furlough. He's like doing furlough, essentially, for yeah. a Nazi concentration yeah. camp. Um, and so for, and he wasn't, he, so he wasn't, it was initially successful, kind of, but for almost a year, he and another escaped Jewish man hid in an apartment of an old friend before they were discovered under the floorboards during a raid. It's fucking absolutely crazy. After being sent briefly back to uh, Janaska, um, Simon and several other prisoners were taken to another concentration camp, uh, and the war was almost over, and Simon was moved to a camp, uh, Grossrosen, uh, to work in the quarries, which had been a horrible fucking experience. Yeah. And because a lot, like a lot of the work camps were fucking, it's absolutely uh, nuts. Yeah, he had a rock fall on his foot and shatter his big toe, which had to be amputated as well. Yeah, yeah, yes. And with other sick, and in the so he had the the rock fall on his foot, right? His toe broke his toe, whatever. Um, and he was moved to other sick prisoners to bring it back to the evil Nazi episode to Buchenwald. He fucking went back to Buchenwald. And that mm -hmm. is, and it needs to be, it needs to be specifically addressed that Buchenwald was not a concentration camp; it was an extermination labor camp, camp. and extermination camp. Yes. No, no, I, th I think Buchenwald wasn't wasn't a. Uh... That is a that is. No, you're right. You're right. Buchenwald was a forced labor. My, this my, my is uh, for all the audio listeners. Look it up. This is a, a picture of how many people they had imprisoned at the camp. Shaved heads. All look identical. It would be like today, you know, with the tattoo on their arm, it would be much like mm -hmm. if you put a barcode in the back of your fucking neck. Which is another thing. Um, it was it was a double insult to uh, the Jewish people because you are technically not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have a tattoo. It's it's a very what? high sin. It's a high sin in Jewish culture. It's technically a damnable offense. Yes. But you had to be forced to do that. Why? Mm -hmm. That's fucking retarded. It's the same opinion. thing as like when uh, America is f it was is still fighting the war in the Middle East. Um, but people would talk about dipping their bullets in bacon yes. and pig's oh, blood yes. yeah. because in Muslim and in, in more uh, fundamentalist Muslim cultures, even if a pig touches your corpse, you're damned. You go to hell. There's nothing it, yeah. like. And it's crazy. Like I eventually like this is bringing us into like other I, like thoughts that I have and stuff like that. I would like to talk. Eventually, and I don't like it's got to be careful. Maybe it'd be for a Patreon episode, but to talk about the whole Muslim culture and stuff like that because it's it, part of me believes it inside, not believes like their culture or at least well, the look, there, there is extremism in all cultures, 100%. And, and but I just want to say that, like, that that pigs are smarter than dogs are and, and oh, yeah. they are filthy animals, so it's like, oh, there's a filth thing, but they are very intelligent animals, which is what bothers me about eating pork. And I, I love pulled pork, mm -hmm. I do, I love it, it's delicious. I love bacon, I love pork, it makes me feel it, like it shit. It makes me feel like shit all the time. Like, I'm starting mm -hmm. to realize as I get older, I can't eat dairy anymore. I eat ice cream Same. and I shit like all the time. Do you know how many people have a severe dairy sensitivity? I do now. I, it's, it's, I, I, I ate two ice cream bars last night, like just a fucking ice cream sandwich, one of my favorite treats in the entire world. I sh never shit till I wake up and get up for work and 4, 4.30 a.m. 
it's fucking a massive poop. Sorry, guys, for for your fucking sorry to ruin your day for this, but the thing is, it I, I'm realizing We're now talking about concentration camps. If a poop joke ruins somebody's day, uh, that says a lot about. I'm it. A, I, I'm I, I'm lactose intolerant. Like I'm starting to realize, like, and I yeah, never was too. before. I've been for most of my life. It's it fucking sucks. crazy. I just yeah. realized it, and I was like, and I said, Charles, I was like, no more. She's like, maybe eat one, and I'm like, it still does it to me. It's sad. I love ice cream. <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta shitty. get on that dairy free kick, bro. I'm telling you, it's the way. I tried lactose ben and Jer- uh, ice cream. Ben and, no, awful. Ben and Jerry's makes a fucking dairy-free ice cream that's like a coconut milk one and it's out of this world good. Okay, I've tried some of the... I started the popsicles that were like and it was fucking bad. No, fuck the popsicles. Get the ice cream. You won't even tell the difference. I promise. Man, it sucks being... And like, I think... And I'm, I'm someone who thinks you shouldn't drink anything other than your mother's milk. Uh, I think dairy is fucking horrible for you. And, um, you know, it's funny. The dairy farmers in Canada are signing up for the fucking uh, World Economic Forum bullshit, so... Sad. Uh, sad. Canada's going down a fucking dark, dark hole. Um, it is crazy. So all this shit is fucking beyond... And all these episodes end up leading us to other things because I'm like, my brain is so... goes everywhere, right? Well, we're all we're we're all neurodivergent here, so our brains don't stay on topic for very long. <laughs> no, no. But let's get back to it, shall we? So, and it's crazy. So we went to, like, when he went to uh, Buchenwald, which is fucking nuts, um, and talking about the bitch of Buchenwald, it's funny because in my research... Like in, uh, I have all these things saved up in my fucking bookmarks or whatever. Is that what's called? Uh, fucking. And yeah. I, and I, mm-hmm. and all my websites and I had an episode for the bitch of Buchenwald, but I think we did her justice. She's, yeah. We, I, she's not a, a heavy hitter. No. She's, she's a monster, but yeah. you know, there's not a ton of info on her. And, uh, it is, so it is kind of fucking crazy. So then they, they moved to Buchenwald and, uh, and then, um, uh, so Buchenwald, I'll show you a couple images. Obviously that's one. Um, fucking crazy. Meow then, son. Let's just call it Melson. Melson. <laughs> Melson. Um, it's in here, Austria, so. Got some images from that camp. And, um, to get into it, this is the image of Melson, whatever, fucking being liberated. So, get yep. on. There's, there's another thing, too, that we, um, we should, we should talk about, which is, a lot of um, prisoners ended up dying during the liberation because yeah. you had a bunch of, you know, American GIs, many of whom, because it's the end of the war, many of whom are like fucking 17 years old yes. and have never left the farm in Kansas except for the first time to go to Europe for the war. And yep. they get there and they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is happening? And they're like, oh my God, these people are starving. Let's give them, they give them their rations. They give them food. They give them water. But these people have been literally living on nothing for months, if not years, and you accidentally overfeed them, and a lot of people died from being what? overfed and drowning really? from water. Yeah. Because you because they're so thirsty, because if you drink enough water, it can kill you. You will drown, yes. And, and the same thing with oh, the food. Like, they literally eat so much, and their, their systems can't handle it, so then they either vomit it up, and then the trauma from their already weakened bodies, just, they die. It's fucking crazy, too. Like, it is nuts, because you're trying to help these people, and you end up harming them. And because their bodies mm-hmm. couldn't take it, because their bodies mm-hmm. are living off the last nutrition it has inside of its stomach, which you, that's why you see Ethiopian kids and stuff like that. In a world where you have Jeff Bezos wanting to move a bridge for his boat, people shouldn't be starving, okay? It's fucking Let's not talk bonkers. about millionaires that should be beheaded and fed Bonkers, people, okay? bonkers. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it is fucking crazy. And, um, right, this idea that at the end of World War II, which I mentioned, I think, to Billy on the Strange Mysteries of War episode, that some of these motherfuckers, like, right, when uh, the end of the war... Uh, when they were taken and they're winning and coming into Germany and actually taking it over, these motherfuckers were old men and kids that didn't really know want to even do this, but they're like, I got to do it or Hitler's going to kill me. 
It's like, and that's a fucking, that's a fact that it was children and old men at the end of the war fight, that, that were fighting against the allies. Yeah, because everybody else was either out on the fucking front dead. lines or they were dead. Yes, it's fucking, and then uh, obviously we did that too, where it's like all these people have died, so we drafted everyone that we could. And if they try to draft me, I'll be a fucking conscientious objector and I'll go fucking work in a fucking labor camp. I'd sooner go to prison than fucking yeah. go to war for this this government. Bullshit, yeah. So it, it is so crazy. So more than half the prisoners would die on this trek and others would uh, remain grievously ill because they would march them to these camps from yeah, one camp to marches. the other. It's fucking crazy, the death march. So by the time the death camp was liberated by the United States in May 5th, 1945, Simon had been living on 200 calories a day and weighed 99 pounds, but he was alive. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying, how crazy this shit is when they liberated these camps and the footage that they got from these camps and how I do not think that the, the allies realized how bad it really was. I don't think any of them had ever seen anything like that before. No. Could you imagine the smell? Yeah. Before you ever oh, even see yeah. the camp, like the smell that must exist where you're just like, I don't know what we're about to walk in on, but it's not good. Whatever it is, it's bad. Yeah, I know. It's fucking, it is absolutely horrible. And the fact that like, you, and, and the thing is how I, I really want to get right into, um, you know, eventually we're going to talk about the Nazi experiments, which will be probably a very long episode, but to, cause I just want to add Joseph Mengele into that one. And the fact that he would walk around like Auschwitz, like whistling and like, and his wife said she got used to the smell and it's like, ah, it's, just, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these fucking people? like psychopaths and like yeah, let's not let's not talk about that fucking monster that was afforded a natural death but and that's what i'm saying like, i don't know like i i want to do a whole nazi experiment episode i would like it to be two and a half two hours but i don't know if we should do it in a two-parter we're gonna have to start with the t4 shit <laughs> yeah and then if we're gonna if we're gonna do it we're gonna have to start with the, the forced sterilization and extermination yeah. of the mentally handicapped and the physically deformed for sure and, and that's where it starts that's, that's... And, and billy wants to do fucking and i think all three of us should be on for this one but no i'll do 731 yes yeah. Billy wants to fucking Billy wants to do it, and he wants to do the research. I was like, I have it written out. I was like, I'll send you the info. You don't even have time to research any episode we do. So I was like, Come on, man! Like, you want to do this one? You want to do this one? <laughs> like, is that the one you want? Like, he did H.H. Holmes and shit, and like, it's like this is the one you want to do. Okay, after all the all this time, after all these months and years, you want to do you do that? That's the one. I was like, Come on, man! Are you sure? <laughs> It's like Billy, go watch a bunch of docs, and you're gonna be like all sad before you come over. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a fucking mood lifter. That's for <laughs> fuck sure. no. So crazy. So despite the malnutrition state, Simon jumped into action as soon as the Americans liberated uh, the concentration camp that he was in, which is fucking nuts. This guy has got balls beyond balls. When he was walking out, nine nine pounds, his balls were hanging to the floor, man. Yeah, his dick's dragging in the dirt. <laughs> Three weeks later, after liberation, Simon had uh, compiled a list of 90... This is... Oh, so Three weeks, man. Three weeks. 91 to 150 people that were believed to be guilty of war crimes and presented it to the War Crimes Office of the American Counterintelligence Corps. Mm -hmm. um, it's fucking crazy. Beyond nuts that this guy was able to achieve this. And beyond nuts that he had the energy and the motivation, which I would, to fucking do the, that fucking crazy. Dude, spite is a hell of a drug. It's fucking nuts, man. So the corpse took his list into account. Core. 
It's C-O-R-P-S. C-O-R-P-S is core. What? Why? Yep, that's how you say it. That's how you pronounce it. I don't know. It's just how you pronounce it. Stupid. That's how you spell, like, Marine Corps. It's C-O-R-P-S. That's Corps. fucking dumb, okay? Everyone that is dumb as shit. I know. Yeah, like, herb should be herb. Let's not yeah. get into it. Let's go. <laughs> herb. The corp took his list into account and hired him as an interpreter. Even though he was still quite ill and, like, still fragile, uh, he was able to accompany officers during the arrest of these war criminals. Uh, when the corps moved to Linz, well, Simon Weisenthal uh, went with them and even reunited with his fucking wife. This guy is like, I, I will fucking, I should go find this guy's grave and kiss it. Like, this guy's No, yeah, awesome. this dude's a fucking, well, he's, he's buried in Israel, so. I can't get there. Trudeau won't let me. Uh, so who had been looking for him? Uh, so supposedly she had been looking for him since the end of the war. And I, I, I do highly believe that Chelsea would do the same thing. Like I do think my, my woman would be like, where the fuck is this guy? Did he die? He probably died like the second day. Cause they're like, fuck you. I would say, yeah, but Chelsea's just looking for confirmation that you're dead. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, good, I can move. No, I'm like, kidding. I'm thank sorry. God <laughs> for the next several years. Simon worked for an American office of stra- strategic services to collect information on sur- survivors and perpetrators of the Holocaust. He worked tirelessly helping liberate prisoners and to find their families, gathering information on anyone who might had a hand in the torture of he and his fellow Jewish, uh, those Jews that experienced this atrocity. Beginning uh, in 1947, he found the Jewish... Documentation Center of the Association of Jewish Victims of the Nazi Regime. So crazy. And uh, and yeah, and to gather intel on Nazi criminals for further war crime trials. During this first year, he collected over 3,000... Dispositions on from like so like prisoners. And yeah, that was regard- 1960, and in 1961 he officially uh, got recruited by Mossad. Fucking crazy. And mm-hmm. regarding his time in the camps, and that's what I'm saying. Mossad is an interesting faction, and I do believe it, it merits its own. All episode political eventually. systems get corrupt after a while. It doesn't matter where or how your origins start. Yeah, and Mossad started with a bloodlust and a, yeah. a, a righteous bloodlust. I'm not going to say that it, it's it's unjustified because I I understand it. Like I don't obviously I wasn't there. I'm yes. not a you know survivor of the camps. I don't understand it, but like I empathize. Me too. I like it's it's crazy that all this shit uh, transpired and a lot of people just allowed it to happen. In my opinion, for a long time. Uh, beginning in 1947, he founded the Jewish Center, as we said. Over time, though, however, Simon began to fear his efforts were fertile. Uh, and after initial trials, the Allied forces seemed to be pulling back on bringing war criminals to justice. And um, to say the that... The biggest reason for that is because the Cold War was ramping up. Yeah. So one of the biggest reasons yes. why like a lot of this... Just skipping ahead a little bit, because I know we've been going for an hour already. Um, but so for sure. during... The immediate post-war years, especially in the U.S., the the thing on the forefront of everybody's mind was make sure the communists don't get in. Make sure that like yeah. it was the Red Scare. Yeah. It was the whole big, you know, bullshit McCarthyism, and, and yeah. that's for a whole other series of episodes. So that's the reason why many top-level Nazi officials were never found until the 60s and 70s. Yeah. is because at that point in time, America, and I think a lot of the West, was still very concerned with, like, Oh fuck the communists, the communists, no, the and, communists. Yeah, and I agree. And Ugh, fuck, okay, keep going. Yeah. Most people assumed that the majority of people involved in the Holocaust were dead. Yeah. They assumed that most of them had been either brought to justice or killed when the, the camps Not were liberated. Even close. Nope. 
And the thing is, like, I'm not going to dispute or talk about conspiracy talk on this one. But the fact that I always will say the obsession uh, against Russia is is strange to me. There is weird underlying weird things, how we've been conditioned. And I'm not saying that Putin is a fucking good guy. I'll never say that. He's not. He's not. He's not from any of these other conspiracy theories that are like, yeah, f- uh, you know, fuck Ukraine. Like, hopefully, I was like, go get pulled for this app. But like, there's people that say that, um, you know, and and the stuff like that, or like that. Uh, I saw, I we were driving, and I I don't like the fucking virtual sing, uh, singling people that fucking wave the Ukrainian flag unless you are Ukrainian and understand what's actually going on there. Or if you have family. Oh, you have like, family I, I, there. I fully, I fully understand expressing your support, but there's people a lot of waving the around fucking is. flags that might not have any idea how corrupt Ukraine actually is because it is super corrupt no matter what you fucking think. It is. They're, the child trafficking there and the human trafficking is fucking intense. It is Find ridiculous. me a single country in the, on, the, in the, on the planet that's not corrupt. Especially uh, European countries. Uh, it's fucking ran rapid there. And I, we always say, we're like, you know, where are all these children going? There's fucking so many children. Going. It's not just a fucking small sect of people. But the thing is, like, these people, we saw someone driving in Brantford, a small city in Canada that had a fucking uh, Russian flag flying. And I'm like, you don't need to do either side, okay? In their, on their car. And it's like, you probably, I have a fucking the New World Order and, like, fuck Trudeau and... Uh, I have my fringe minority sticker, but the thing is like the people, like I was like, okay. And I was like, kind of like, ah, weird. Yeah. Like, but no, like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's, it's psycho babble bullshit. Uh, in my opinion, like in the fact that like, but this weird idea that we've been conditioned to hate Russia is a weird thing in my, in my opinion, it is weird, weird. Can you admit that's kind of weird or is it Russia that bad? It's an incredibly complex issue that we don't have time to get to right now if we're going to finish this episode in time for me to go to the movies. Where are you going to see? I'm going to (laughs) fucking... From Dusk Till Dawn. What? Oh, I'm fucking Mm -hmm. so jealous, man. So Second Terror is at the drive-in. I can't stay for the second film this time because the second one's one's Demon Knight, which I already saw, but I saw it uh, at Thursday Night Terrors, and the Crypt Keeper was there when I saw it. John Kassir was there, which was dope. Oh my yeah, it god, was sick. I'm so fucking jealous. And I'm not saying, and I, as I said, I'm not saying this shit out of like that I believe any of this stuff. I'm always gonna be someone that questions every side. I try to, to yeah. be like, why this? Why that? Why? Like I'm and just so, like, why? So a lot like, of the a lot of the the the, the Russia thing is is it, it's extremely yeah. complicated as to why we are and, and most of it is the Cold War. That's the simple yeah. answer is the Cold War. Is yeah. because we were enemies for so long that it is it is culturally conditioned that we we fear them and it, it, it went from yes. communism to yeah. you know whatever but the USSR was the big bad guy and at least in the US yeah. and i mean don't get me wrong the US isn't fucking innocent either no. and we were also no. big bad guys and there's a ton of anti-communist propaganda out there that is utter bullshit yeah. and there's a ton ton of anti-capitalist propaganda out there that is utter bullshit but the problem is is that there are, both systems are so inherently flawed because of the human element in them both systems would work great if you could remove people yeah. If people weren't the ones running it, both systems would work flawlessly. No, and I, I do agree with Anton, and that's what I'm saying is, like, I don't think you really know what's going on. And the fact that uh, the end this on this point is the fact that, like, I do think that they, they say it's not okay, say, for Russia to invade other countries, say, speak, right? But it's okay for American soldiers to post up on every corner of the earth and implement their policies out of Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, and there they can they can do that because they're America. Nope, a, a huge a huge problem is the fact that NATO is expanding into territories that NATO said it wouldn't expand. I don't into. trust so NATO. Like, yeah, I don't trust anybody. 
I don't either. So I and I want to bring it to this before. So he actually and I don't think I have. Yeah. So we're just to bring it to this because we're going to talk about uh, uh, Franz Stangl from the yeah, last. Yeah, that's one. where I'm at in my notes right now. Yeah. So I'm, it's I'm it's Stangl. so crazy. So and um, so obviously after the initial trials, the Allied forces seem to kind of be like lacking on bringing criminal. Uh, to justice, Weisenthal realized that there were still many criminals who have gone unnoticed and likely never be held accountable for the crimes. His offices closed in 1954, but while many of the Jewish ex-prisoners he forced, the ex-prisoners he worked with that immigrated to begin new lives elsewhere, Simon took advantage of this position by beginning to hunt down Nazis himself which led to the capture of Franz Stangl, which is fucking crazy. We talked about him last time, and Franz Stangl is a fucking piece of shit. And uh, as you can listen to our Evil Nazi episode, uh, so he was a supervisor of the Euthanasia Center. The T4 who, program, yes. yes. Uh, he subsequently sentenced uh, to life in prison. Uh, so they, Which is they, bullshit. He should have been no, fucking hanged. But on the bright crazy. side, he died a year later. So, and that's a different, like that's a little more deep uh, than I want to get into on this episode. But essentially, they end up finding him. Uh, they showed up. Uh, they, they they ran up on him, and essentially, he was an apprentice, right? Of of Wagner. Well, um, Wagner was his apprentice. Gustav Wagner. It is fucking crazy because this guy, he in in the stories that me and Anton both heard. He would like he brought a, a woman prisoner and her child, and then shot the, the woman child. Smuggled the her fucking, baby yeah. into the camp, just trying to you know be a mother and fucking protect the child. And yeah, it's he shot the kid in the head while the mother first. watched, and be first, and then shot the mother. And then he also brought in. Uh, he would bring over children. Jewish children and stuff like that and say like, you know, we're going to feed you. We're going to help you. And then he proceeded to shoot all of them in the head. And Franz Stangl was someone who said uh, he, he did this trick, he called it, where he could shoot two prisoners in the head, a son and a fucking father, and shoot the bullet through the son's head into the father's head, to, killing two birds with one stone, essentially. That's how fucking sadistic these people. I got chills down my fucking spine from saying that. Because like... No, dude, it's, it's I'm what happens chills, when you like, allow psychopaths to fucking... Just just run unchecked and you give them a free license to murder whoever they want. I've told you about my it's monkey, what happens right? when you don't view human beings as human beings and you just, yeah. view, they viewed them as raw materials to be used and, and God, expended and shit. And it's, it's fucking dude. It's the, the guy that was telling the story, the survivor, like, Cried. Started like like choked oh. when he was trying to get the words out. And I almost was, cried. I mean, it's it's uh, heartbreaking. I almost cried seeing him do that. And it's, no, I'm fucking tearing up right now. Oh, like it's it's heartbreaking to even like fucking hear about this shit. And like, thing I've told you about my monkey, right? It's off topic. My that that's psychic that told me the monkey touches the back of my head. Supposedly, it's one of my yeah. guides. Supposedly, and then I was like, "Why is it a monkey?" This you can listen to further episodes. But I talked to this psychic when I went to an alien convention, and this guy like read me kind of for free because it was a slow Sunday for the convention. It's this is a hard topic. Anton's tearing up, and it, he told me that like this thing touches my head when I'm saying something relevant or doing something in purpose, and it, it gave me chills like to my spine up to my core of like the fact that this shit existed. And people yeah. did these things to human oh, beings. It's, it's 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 just a chilling example of of how absolutely monstrous human beings can 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 become. It's fun, and man. it's 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 something that like, you know, the old adage where it's like either learn from it or repeat it. And unfortunately, the world really does look like we're getting really fucking close to repeating it. No, so. and it, that's why I get more angry. Where I'm more of like, and I, I'm microdosing mushrooms. I'm trying to ch like help my mental health and and fix things about my own life and my own self worth and stuff like that. And it's 
the, the shit like this, and, and I, that's why I love talking about this stuff because I think it needs to be fucking said. Okay, okay, we're yeah, getting to this point in history where it's getting scary. It can't be. We can't forget it, it, it what the fuck happened. Cannot be forgotten. No, we can't forget what the fuck happened to people and how evil other human beings can be, especially when they're conditioned, programmed, and brainwashed. So shit needs to be fucking. This needs to be brought to an end, especially when it comes to people in power that are doing this to fucking human beings. So it is crazy. So the French angle was a piece of shit and he, the, the tactics he would use. So he was brought and put life in prison, uh, which is fucking absolute bullshit. And um, didn't he end up shooting himself? No, he died of a heart attack he, like oh, a year later. And I, I like to think it's because they just didn't let him get an ounce of fucking rest and they just tortured him every day. That's I what I like to hope think. So. I'm sure so, that's not it because I'm sure they're better people than the fucking Nazis. Yeah. So. so 1997, Simon Center was established in Los Angeles to campaign and remove the statue of limitations on Nazi uh, crimes. While it does continue to, he does continue at the time, at this time, to hunt for suspected Nazi war crimes is mainly a source included in the Holocaust remembrance and education because he was someone who stood out. Whether uh, by coincidence or Weisenthal, Simon's own doing, Simon Weisenthal found himself living down the street from uh, the immediate family of one of Adolf Eichmann, a right-hand man of Adolf Hitler who personally organized at least two of the efforts to exterminate the Jewish population. And I can't remember what show it was or what documentary. I think it was a show. I'm trying to think of what it was where they used Adolf Eichmann's character and how, and it was I fucking drive me nuts. I can't remember this. So if you're a fan, strangerpodcast at gmail.com, send me an email. Because uh, there was a, 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 like a, a show done about him and how they kind of, and how he was the final solution. The final solution was to exterminate all the fucking Jews. Ad Adolf Eichmann is the architect of the Holocaust, yes. It, it's like in the same breath when, when you know, some, some people who are hor horribly misinformed say things like, you know, oh, I've listened to Hitler's speeches and he doesn't really talk about the Jewish people. It's like, yeah, no shit. Go listen to fucking Goebbels' speeches. Go yes. listen to Himmler's speeches. Listen to all that shit. And also, it, it's documented that at once they realized that other people knew what they were doing... They were like, do not write this down. None of this needs yes. to be documented anymore. In the beginning, when Germany was like, oh, we're kicking ass. We're fucking going forward. Yeah. We're, we're doing all this. They were documenting it like crazy because they wanted to fucking put it up like trophies when it was done. When they figured all of Europe would be German. Yeah. They would own everything. And then when they realized, they're like, oh, this isn't as easy as we thought it was. That's when they were like, stop documenting this. Because if anyone no, finds out, No, and they out, fucking fuck. burned everything. I think people forget this yeah. shit. That near when they, when they realized they were losing, they fucking burned everything. Okay? Yep. So these motherfuckers like, oh, the Holocaust didn't happen, or these people, this never. No, they fucking burned everything. They got they got a ri rid of as much things as possible. So we only can count on obviously people that are part there and the, the documents that we found. But do you understand that the stuff that we don't know about that they fucking burned? And it's intentional. There's a reason we don't know about it because they didn't fucking want anyone to know about it. It's fucking nuts. And I will like scream about this when we talk about the Nazi experiment episode. Um, but. So in the following the war, Eichmann himself had hadn't been seen, and uh, Simon believed it was only a matter of time. And it was known that Eichmann had forged papers and likely escaped to South America. And then, you know, in my opinion, Hitler went to Hollow Earth. In my Ricardo opinion, Clement. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, Adolf Eichmann was was under the name of Ricardo Clement. It's fucking uh, nuts. Here's his uh, here's his passport for our our viewers right now. So, and the thing is, like, I have my own fucking crazy beliefs, right? 
I don't believe in fucking I'm very, stupid fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm very divided on whether or not I think Hitler escaped. I think there's a, poss a strong possibility he did. I do think this will um, lead up to, to our Hollow Earth episode, because that's another strange redo that we're going to do, and I want to get into all this shit. Uh, because... I think it's quite possible. Why were the Nazis bore, uh, drilling massive uh, boring holes in Antarctica? Why was it? Why were they so interested in Antarctica? I don't know. Well, we'll that goes out. into Operation High Jump and, yes. and Admiral Byrd yes. and Hollow My Earth favorite. stuff, and yeah. And someone, uh, someone on TikTok, I was like, "Flat Earth is fucking retarded." In my opinion, in my opinion, Hollow Earth is not okay, nearly we as retarded. We, we as flat made Earth, fun so. of it. Uh, you know, me and Billy made fun of it. But I had someone, and I was like, "They, they, to prove me wrong, they posted uh, a video." of um admiral bird and i was like so you and i commented back and i and i deleted the video out there i was like this is just for you and i was like so you showed me a video of admiral bird talking about these far off lands and all this stuff and he's talking about hollow earth while you're mm -hmm. trying to prove that the earth is flat with someone who highly believed the earth was hollow i was like mm -hmm. okay i was like take a fucking sip of your whiskey and shut the fuck up because people don't really know what's going on and so he escaped uh, south america argentina and you know what? I've met some Argentinians when I went to Cuba. Nice people. I didn't actually get into this shit because I probably would have because I knew all about this stuff at 19. But the thing is, they seem chill. Not everyone's evil. But at this time, there was a lot of people that are Nazi sympathizers in Brazil and in Argentina. There are many German villages in there South America. Like, there's German villages. There are still stone buildings with a swastika on them in, in yeah. South America. See, and to bring this up too, when I was watching the documentary, my girlfriend came down. She's like, when is this? Like, why is there still swastikas up? And I was like, because in certain places, especially down south in south america they had little german villages and nazis yeah. went there because it's a little slice of heaven to them hell in my well, like opinion. when so on going back to eichmann yeah. on the hunt for eichmann in the one documentary i was watching they were talking about how they were they were driving around trying to find this secret nazi meeting because they mm -hmm. they got a message that was coded yeah. somehow and they were like we're not finding anything we don't even know where this place is let's stop and get some food and they all looked European. They looked like they yeah. were of European descent. So going into a German, you know, restaurant wasn't weird. They they weren't like immediately spotted as Brazilians yeah. and stuff. But like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and then one of them walked over to a, a case with a bunch of china in it, and they found that there were little swastikas on all ah, of China. And they're like, oh, so crazy. Because this was in 1953 when Simon mm -hmm. obtained that letter that claimed that Eichmann had been seen in Buenos Aires in Argentina. And he was also managed to obtain a photo of Eichmann's brother, which was an instrument in confirming Eichmann's identity. Before long, Eichmann had been detained, arrested, and sent to Israel for trials. Fucking nuts. In addition... Before that happened, yeah. the, so the thing that tipped them off was uh, Eichmann's wife, her obituary was listed. And then her oh, son, it was, it was her chills. obituary, and it was her son that was there, and like her daughter or her sister or something, and they were like, well, Eichmann isn't listed as a mourner or a survivor, mm -hmm. but they were like, mm, I'm willing to bet if he's anywhere, it's there. This episode keeps giving me fucking chills, man. It's like someone's touching it's, my it's, back. It's fucking weird. It's just like, it's tripping me out, because like, I only get this when I talk about paranormal stuff or like I messed around with a Ouija board or stuff. I'm getting like touches, like someone's touching me. It, and I'm saying this as a fact, like I'm, I'm really feeling like it's something's touching my back and my head. Like it's fucking really weird. And why we get your bandana. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> it's fucking tripping me the fuck out though. And, um, and I haven't, I didn't microdose today <laughs> before long. Eichmann's, uh, had, he, so he, he's long undetected. And then he finally was detained, arrested. And in addition to Adolf Eichmann, uh, Simon also had a hand in capturing other several Nazi criminals. Uh, Hermann uh, Bronsteiner, 
a guard who served at Raisin, uh, Ravenbrook, which eventually we'll be talking about that. It's going to happen one day. Oh, that's the bitch that fucking was, was uh, just kicking people with her steel toe boots. Fucking yeah. nuts. They called her the mayor. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, doctor, doctor quotations, Joseph Mengele, uh, through, though he had died. He was a doctor. He went to medical school. Yeah. Doesn't, mean him a good, doesn't make him a good one. No. Just like we see today with COVID. <laughs> though he had died and been buried by this time, he was tracked down and may have escaped. Uh, fucking crazy he got to live out his life. Uh, following his I, I like the theory that he was murdered by Mossad Me while too. he was swimming. I heard uh, that too, toxin, yeah. But, but he's an, um, to bring back Wagner, uh, Wagner, the guy that was like um, Franz Steingel's homie. Yeah, and the they like the baby shooter. And they like left, and uh, once they escaped in the war, Franz Steingel and... Um, uh, Gustav Wagner actually like met up and like hung out with each other and was like, oh, wow, we escaped together. And um, uh, there's a theory uh, that Wagner was murdered uh, because they, he was found slain in the street. There's a th- was he the one that, that suicided by stabbing himself in the chest a bunch of times? They well, they said that, but also there was the because th- that's what they said. OK, but yeah. I don't believe that there was a theory, right, that he was actually killed by other Nazis because they knew that they were going to come after him specifically because he's higher up and they knew that they were tracking him down. Same as Frank Stangle and Frank Stangle. And the fact that like when, when he was murdered, they thought that that Nazis actually did it. Uh, it Stangle flipped. As soon yes, as Stongo yes. was in custody, he flipped real hard and yeah. was like, "Oh, I'll tell you where this dude is. I'll tell you where this person is. I'll tell you where this person is." And that's and that's what the documentary says. Like, "Oh yeah, they're all like brotherhood bullshit until they yeah." Get- <laughs> it's like they're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're you know loyalty above all." It's like yeah, until your fucking neck is in the rope and then yeah, it's fucking crazy. And it's nuts. I found that crazy that Wagner was murdered in the streets. Like I didn't have actually that, and it, it could have been other Nazis being like, "They're gonna come after him soon." And this then to be honest, all this this stuff still fucking exists today. Okay, there's still a, and to say this very quickly, there's still a massive Nazi movement, neo Nazi movement in Ukraine. Okay, all this stuff exists. There's still, still one in the U.S. There's, Idaho has a yeah. huge fucking Nazi problem. People have to fucking wake up and realize that shit is not good for you, and you're a brainwashing condition and stupid if you think that is any. And there's there's the problem is is that there's fucking idiots and assholes that are perpetuating this fucking white replacement theory and that's why we get shit like the fucking Jefferson Avenue shooting and people like fucking Tucker fucking Carlson who can please kill yourself. Please, fucking kill yourself. I like some of the shit he says. At least he was... I don't give a fuck. I I hope he fucking kills himself. I know, I know, I know. He, I just, I like his approach when it came to the COVID bullshit because he was, he was calling out stuff that no one else would but I do agree that he is a piece of shit Uh, because I've never liked Fox News. Uh, Fox News is fucking horrible. <laughs> I fucking uh, um, I was that song I was showing you earlier by East Coast Avengers. They have a song called "Kill Bill O'Reilly." It's literally all about killing Bill O'Reilly. The whole song is about that. Now they want to drag him down the street and shit. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly is small fish compared to schmucker fucking Carlson, <laughs> yes, though. It's fucking true. Sorry for listeners that do enjoy him. Just do a little more research. Um, so. So all these following up through these years, you know, he wrote he wrote several books and that, you know, obviously in about the camps as well as, you know, his time hunting for, you know, who who put him in those camps. He made a habit of pointing out Nazi sympathizers to those who, you know, maybe were appointed in power at the time, including uh, Bruno Kinski, Krinsky, uh, guilty by association, Kinski? a cabinet member of oh. Nazi ties. And uh, Kirk Waldheim, um, which is crazy. Waldheim. Yeah, and to play this, uh, as I said, I mentioned about Canada's ties with this stuff. Let's hear what Simon thinks. 
Simon Weisel thinks about uh, Canada. This is against the image of Canada. And second, uh, Canada took part in the World War II. A number of Canadians fell in the battle against the Nazis. So these people, they help uh, the Nazis to kill innocent people cannot be, cannot living free in Canada. A young boy that his father fell, you know, is in a cemetery, and one of the cemeteries, big cemeteries in Europe, can come to the prime minister and say, my father felt for, the, for, for freedom. And I hear that a man who fight against the freedom lives free in Canada. Give me an answer. How many war criminals are there in Canada? Maybe a thousand. Eight, between 800 and 1,000. We don't know all the names. Shit gave me fucking chills, bro. Chills throughout my spine. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, and it's, it's, I believe it's a thousand, okay? He says a thousand, okay? I believe that some of them are dead now, but I, I believe they exist until their natural are death. Aren't many, there aren't very many World War II veterans that are still alive. No, but I believe they existed in Canada till up until their death, their of natural did, death. Yeah. And that's why I want to eventually dive more into that, that, that shit I heard when I was younger about how there was fucking shit going on, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, and that they hit it. And there was a faction of, like, Nazi fucking sympathizers in Canada. The problem is that's where a lot of, ex and I'm not talking about all conspiracy theories, obviously, but that's where a lot of the far-right conspiracy theories come from is, is Nazi propaganda. That was and, and fed in here, shit yes. Of people that were, yeah, people that escaped and were living here, and suddenly, you know, they were still loyal Nazis. They just suddenly yeah. seeded, you know, they, they were there when it happened. They know how to, to, to do it. Yeah. They know how to make it, like, you know, how to, how to get people that wouldn't normally go along with it be like, no, no, yeah. let me... You know, let me let me cater to your fears and to your insecurity and your xenophobia and all this. And it's like you know the right people and you groom them. It's just yep. like anything else. It's it's disgusting. Pierre Trudeau was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> I just made that up, but that's probably true. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking poke at that piece of shit. Um, you can't call him a fascist and a communist. You gotta yes, pick one. It's true. While many other of his uh, tomes and novels. Uh, uh, of his accounts, obviously, of the concentration camps. He's done tons of stuff, lots of works presented, rather outlandish theories, they say, such as the theory that Christopher Columbus was actually a Jew seeking to play a place for his people to escape prosecution. That's weird. That's weird. Like, I find that weird. The word that you're looking for is dumb. Simon Weissall would have said that. That's that seems like maybe after his death somebody. But if he said it himself, then wait, Weishaupt said that. That's the he the yeah it's saying. That might be a reach. Then I thought I thought that's, it was some fucking no anti-Jewish. They were saying bullshit. his work, like that the stuff he worked like. And the thing is, that's why. In, who knows, right? And that's why it, it also fuels the flame for what we just said. Right of like who knows uh, if, if there's no documented proof and it says it's in his works and his writings he might mm -hmm. have just brushed around maybe a theory or an idea of that could have been possible but um that's not Christopher Columbus was someone who raped and killed natives and and yeah, Christopher Columbus is another genocidal scumbag a whole like that stole the natives gold and when there wasn't gold he used them as slaves like that is a oh, and, and fuck the Catholic fuck the Catholic Church too yes, because they're the reason that, that so many of these fucking pieces of shit were able to escape yeah the rat lines were like. Like most of them would go to um, what was it? Certain certain areas like um, it wasn't Morocco that they escaped to. It was another Middle Eastern country. Starts with an S. Syria. Yeah. So a lot of the Nazis went to Syria, and that's where they got out 
Uh, they, they went to Syria, then they went to the Vatican, then they went from the Vatican to Argentina using the rap. Yeah, and, and you also have um, South Africa, which, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry to say, but a big component of South Africans are kind of racist. Like, there is... No shit, that's the whole point of apartheid. Like That's it, what I'm saying, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. And people don't know this stuff, and it's <laughs> so stupid. Well, that's the thing, and that, that's that's why some more of the bullshit, like the American yeah. anti-communist shit, like the John Birch Society, were against civil rights. They were against yeah. fucking uh, the end of apartheid in, like, South Africa and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just... And to bring, we're bringing this to a close. It's just neo-fascism, that's all uh, it is. But it, I am... Um, Every night, <laughs> fucking watching Nine Day Fiance with fucking Chelsea. The show is so entertaining. I can't deny it. I'm like, every relationship in the season we're watching, I think we're on season seven because we used to watch it. And then it's just, it's entertaining. I hate reality television. Man, it's fucking entertaining when you're having a drink and just watching everyday people do stupid shit, especially when it comes to Nine Day Fiance. And one of the dudes is South African and he's dating like a black woman, comes over here where she's like, like mixed black and white. And um, he's like, he, they talk about how his kind of like their culture over there is like the kind of racist like it's because you have so liter- you literally have people that are of uh british descent mm-hmm. um the it was the afrikaans no afrikaans yeah. was the language yeah, um, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the. It was like I want to say it was Denair, but I don't think that's right either mm, yeah. but it was something with a d um but yeah you had you had the native south africans and yeah. then you had the english occupying fucking people uh, and, and yeah, it's, so because of these topic. theories and stuff like that, they say some of his works did meet some controversy. So it is interesting that maybe he was just reaching at a time when he was like, the man lived through a fuckload of trauma. We can yeah. forgive him for getting a couple things mixed 100%. up. Hundred percent. And he was nonetheless in 1985 nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize and for his efforts restoring peace for the former Nazi regime. Though he did little to promote himself because he didn't really seem to care about it. The thing is, we gave uh, Barack Obama a peace prize when he bombed. Everyone, so it's fucking yeah. Let's not even get started. Most of stupid. us. Um, so this is one of his quotes: "I have survived them all." He said of the Nazis, "If there were any left, they would be too old and too weak to stand trial today. My work is done." Two years later, Simon Weisenthal died and was buried in Israel. Ninety-six. So crazy. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, I love doing dark comedy and I love talking about paranormal and cryptids and stuff like that. But I am a history buff thanks to my grandfather, which as I got older made me appreciate it more. And I wish he was alive to see it, to be honest. But that. I'm just glad that we were able to talk about the hero that was, you know, Simon Weisenthal. And I've had this written out for over a year. All of humanity. Yeah, he did it. And I've had this written out for a year, man. I've been wanting to do this for a while. And I think that our cementing of our relationship and stuff like that brought us and led us in to doing this episode. I really do think it was. And I was like, you know what? We need a part two from the evil Nazis to talk about someone that defeated the Nazis. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, One of my favorite episodes we've done recently is because how crazy and and nuts it is and it's emotional for people out there right so very much so yeah. you know we love everybody you know and if it's, it, for the crazy people unless you're a Nazi sympathizer in which case please kindly smash your balls with a hammer yeah 
Yeah. It's it's fucking nuts. And we appreciate everyone that listens. We do. And uh, you know, our, we're growing every day. This podcast is growing more and more. I see more and more downloads, more and more places on earth. We almost reach every every country in this world. So we love everybody. We appreciate you listening. You know, and the best way, honestly, I always say, like, you know, support the Patreon. It's a really good thing to do. It's only three bucks a month. It helps keep the lights on and eventually maybe get to a point where me and Anton can uh, even devote more time doing more content, crazier topics, more controversial stuff that will be censored on mainstream things. So we put on the Patreon. But honestly, honestly, spread. I never say this, but like, tell your friends about this. Tell your fucking mom your fucking sister. Like, tell your friends the best way to get podcasts out there is word of mouth. So, like, tell Mm -hmm. all... If you enjoy this show, tell everyone you know how much you like it. Give us a rate and review. That's the best... A free way and best way to support us is just to get our name out there and the show out there. Honestly, it is. Absolutely. www.strangerpodcast.com Stranger Podcast on uh, Instagram. Anywhere you can find us is mostly Stranger Podcast. So look for us, find us, uh, subscribe, do what you got to do. And uh, we, we love everybody. And, you know, Anton, you know, where, tell them where to find you and your show. Oh, right? you guys all know where to find me. Invader Dag at TTV. Wednesdays are usually my stream time, about 8 p.m. Yeah, to about it. maybe 10, 12. Depends. Last night I was going to 1. Jesus. It was way <laughs> too late. I know. Um, HP <laughs> uh, Shovecraft, pretty much everywhere else. Uh, yeah. And then House of Trash, Just, uh, man. We got House stuff of coming. Trash. I know, I gotta get that third episode out. Uh, I've had some delays in, in the editing and, and, and all that. Yeah, It'll be out by the time this yeah. is released. So. House of Trash is still fairly new, and there's lots of episodes coming. Um, we're still, we're gonna, Aunt, uh, Aaron has now become a part of the Strange Brew family, so we have talks to do more, like, there's lots of episodes coming out with Aaron. Uh, yeah, shout out Halloween. to Aaron and, uh, Aaron. and um, First Class Horror. Yeah, First Class Horror fucking show. Awesome. Um, we did stuff with Bewitch Banter recently. Yes. They're also amazing. Uh, so it's uh, we pre- I love everybody. Um, this is a dark topic, but I think it needed to be talked about. And we went even longer than I thought we would. And you know, I love everybody out there that supports this show. I really do. Hell yeah, you guys are our fucking. You know, our, our, our the reason we do this. We do this for you. You're my blood inside my body. Squirt, squirt. All right. I don't know what that meant. All right. I love everybody. Everybody love everybody and keep watching the skies, fuckers. Fuck yeah. Stay straight. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. I got a mask on, but I'm not ready to rob. Let's take action, but you're afraid of a cough. A slave to a watch, a rat in a maze caught. And we're in the last days of God. The pathways are wrong, the facts that you laugh, I can save us all.